You're listening to Confidently She. Let's gently cleanse that internalized misogyny and equip you to handle what life brings your way. I'm Rebecca Biggie, and I'm here to help. Welcome to the show. It is better to have no friends than to have bad friends. Bad friends will let you down. Bad friends will make you feel like crap about yourself. Bad friends will compete with you. They will compare themselves to you. They will bring you down. All right. This is Confidently She. I'm Rebecca Biggie. Welcome back, my queen. Welcome back into the into the empire, into the court, the queen's court, where we sit and pontificate on life's big questions and how we can step into, further step into the woman that we are created to be. I'm glad you're here. This is an important episode. I, I'm excited to talk about this episode because this is something that I struggled with a few times. Uh, it's something I hear a lot of women struggle with, men too probably, but I'm not really paying attention to what men struggle with because that's not something <laughs> I'm invested in solving. I think men need to solve men's problems. Women need to solve women's problems. So this problem is uh, when making friends as an adult is hard. Making friends with other women can be very difficult. And I hear this, especially living in L.A., you know, these these girls are like, you know, everybody here is so fake or everybody here, you know, is flaky and it's hard to find people who are, you know, committed to to being in your life, to being a good friend, things like that. Before we get into the the content of the episode, I want to do a little check in. I want to do a body connection check in with you here real quick. OK, so do something with me. Put your hand on your chest, kind of press your hand into your chest and breathe deeply with me into your belly, through your nose. Just go. So you shouldn't feel your hand moving up. You should feel your belly going out. Hold it. And then release through your nose. Okay, now I want you to take a breath through the chest. So this time, breathe in through your nose, but have your chest go out so your hand should be moving. Hold it. Hold it. Connect to your body. Feel the connection between the breath and your body. And breathe out through your mouth. Okay. How did that feel? You feel more connected to your body? I do. Even in, I mean, I did it with you, right? I feel more connected. I feel more present. Doing things like this throughout the day helps bring me back to center. 
It helps bring me back into my body, out of my head and into my body because I now feel safe being present in my body. And the safer you are in your body, the more confident, the more secure you are in your body and in who you are, guess what? The better your friendships will be. I'm not joking. When I was really insecure, when I was competitive, when I was comparing myself to people, guess how my friendships were? Competitive. I always felt like I had to dress better than my friends or I had to look better than my friends. If we were going to be going out, I wanted to be the best looking girl there so that I would get all the attention from the guys and I would feel insecure or, you know, my, my confidence would take a hit if my friend was getting hit on more than me. So the more secure and confident you become, the better quality of friendships you will have and you will attract. So with that, let's get into the topic of this episode. And no, I'm not going to forget how much water have you had today, my queen? How much? Probably not enough. Go get a glass of water. You're going to want to be hydrated for this because... Friendships are so, so, so essential to the purpose of your life. People are integral to the purpose of your life. And as an introvert, me saying that, it must be true, (laughs) right? Introverts are like, I don't need people to have energy. I just want to be left alone and whatever. But even I can see the value in deep, real, meaningful friendships. But as an adult, it's hard to make these friendships because we're exposed to less people, especially over the past year and a half. We're exposed to less people. We have less time as working adults, you know, to go out and do fun activities and meet people that way. So you're kind of confined to your coworkers or anyone you met in college or high school for some people. It's like, did you meet them in school or at work? Okay, those are your options. That's how you meet people. And when you move, from one city to another, which I did twice in the past three years. I moved to Minneapolis and then I moved out to LA, had to completely start my friendship circles over again for the, for the most part. You know, there are friendships that I still have that I've maintained for you know, 15 years. Uh, Ryan, Allie, you know, those are our solid friendships. Uh, and then there are people from Minnesota I still am, am close with and, and consider them good friends. But now I've had to transition to making friends in L.A. And it's not like the easiest thing in the world, especially during a global pandemic. And when everyone's working from home and, you know, you know the whole story. That's why you're listening. You're like, yeah, I get it. I know it's hard. That's why I need the tips. That's why I need the advice. <laughs> That's why I need the answers. Why I need the answers. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I have all the answers, but I can tell you what I did. And I have friends. Okay. (laughs) Trust me, I I have friends. (laughs) Despite what it might look like on my Instagram, I have friends. (laughs) So none of my friends are through work, by the way. So let's let's start there. I don't I don't really have friendships with with people I work with. It seems too forced. Um, 
And before, I guess before we get into making new friends, I want to talk about your existing friendship circle. When you think about your friendship circle, there should be concentric circles. So inner circle, outer circle, acquaintances. Okay, that inner circle for a true queen, we talked about this in the queen episode, that inner circle is small. The people you are really vulnerable with, really honest with, I'm talking three or four in your inner circle. The outer circle, maybe like 10. Maybe there are like 10 people in your outer circle. And then everyone else is an acquaintance. You know, I think I could maybe manage 14 friends, but that is it. Like I, <laughs> the way that I do friendship, you know, and, and that is going to be the, the indicator. It's, it's about quality. It's not about quantity. It is about quality of friendships. And when you look at your existing friendships, if you ask yourself, is this person going to show up for me if I really need them? They're not a friend. They are, by definition, an acquaintance. If you can't count on them, if you can't rely on them, if you doubt whether or not they're telling you the truth, if you doubt whether or not they are telling you the truth, they are not a friend. They are an acquaintance. So we have to get our definitions right before we get into this because the, the definition of a friend is not someone that you see once a week and go out to dinner with. It's, it's got to be deeper than that. That's not a friend. That's a social acquaintance. So what is your definition of a friend? And do you have any friends right now? Do you need to start pruning some people from your life so that you can grow? We talked about this in a previous episode as well. You can grow into the person that you need to be in order to attract people who are going to be really good friends. All right, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about pruning and then becoming the person who is going to attract a really good friend and then the actual tangible steps of how to find those people, okay? So uh, yesterday was my 29th birthday, okay? 29? 29? That's what uh, Schmidt says on New Girl on his 29th birthday. It's amazing. Um, so I was saying that all day. 29, November 6th, Scorpio, you know it. Yesterday was my 29th birthday. And I can say that the quality of my friends at this point in my life has never been higher it has never been higher, the quality of my friends. I had a good group of friends back in Minnesota. They threw a party for me on my 27th birthday. It was so sweet. It was so great. We went to this little speakeasy bar in Minneapolis. We all dressed up. I wore my flapper dress. It was great. But since then... And I love those people and they're still my friends. And that's not like, this is not to say that that was not good enough or, or whatever. But those people are still in my life, right? So the quality and quantity has actually increased. But the quality 
has increased because over the past few years, I have also pruned some people from my life. I have created distance from people who drain my energy and my attention and my time without pouring into me. You know, it was a one-sided relationship that I have distanced myself from. Things that I have either pruned, cut off altogether, or just, you know, separated myself from. So in that process, I've also been more intentional about investing attention, time, and energy into the people I have met and I have decided, you know, I'm invested in this person. I want to get to know them more. I want them to get to know themselves more. I want to encourage them. I want to support them in in tangible ways, not just saying, I support you, but like showing up at their thing, buying their thing, telling them how great they are, being there to, to have a phone call if they need it, asking them about their day, asking them about, you know, where their heart is at. Those things I have invested in. And when I invest those things into people, guess what happens? The right people start investing those things into me as well. And that's not why I do it. That's not why I do it. I do it because that is how I have been trained to love people based on the beliefs and the faith that I have from from God. I'm a Christian and, and those beliefs Teach me how to love people. Teach me how to be a friend. And the more I show up for other people, the more they show up for me. So it's the pruning process and it's the becoming process. The process of becoming a good friend. And a good friend is not someone who just says, well, do whatever makes you happy. I support you. It's I support your highest and best. And if I see something that you're doing that is not aligned with your highest and best, I'm going to talk with you about it. Because I don't want the people I love to end up in situations that hurt them long term. So that's part of it, too. Are you willing to go deeper in some of these relationships and say if you're concerned about them in a loving way, you know? So becoming that person, reaching out to people, being intentional, using the five love languages, right? Send them a little present. Like just do things for people, like buy people things. Like like don't be so selfish with your your money or your time or your attention. Like give people your full attention when you are with them. Don't be on your phone. You know, that's how you be the type of person who other people are like, wow, she is a great friend. She is a great friend. And I want I want to keep her as a friend. So I'm going to try to do the things that she does, you know, because you become like the people you hang out with, right? You become like the people you spend time with. And so if you intentionally start doing these things, You're also going to notice when other people don't do them for you. You're going to notice when it becomes one-sided. And then you're probably going to distance yourself from that person, prune that person, maybe find and attract a different 
friend, right? So when's the last time you sent your friend a text and was just like, hey, I've been thinking about you, like follow up on the last thing that you talked about with them and say, how is that going? How are you feeling about that? Have you ever wanted to know exactly what the next step is for you to feel better about your body? Have you been confused what's really standing in your way because you just can't seem to get past where you are right now? Well, I've felt that way and I've met a lot of women who feel that way and that's why I developed a body confidence quiz. There are eight steps everyone must take in order to go from self-conscious to self-confident in the exact same body because believe it or not, body confidence is not about your body. Body confidence is about expanding your view of yourself and realizing the true purpose of your body. And there are eight steps to discovering this. After you take this very short quiz, you will see exactly which step you are on and a path forward to take the next step towards growing in your confidence and having a healthy, balanced relationship with your body. Because yes, it is possible. I've done it. I've helped hundreds of women do it, and you can do it too. So if you want to take the body confidence quiz, find out what your sticking point is in your confidence journey. Go to the link in my Instagram bio at Rebecca Biggie and start the quiz right now. It's okay. You can pause the episode, take the quiz and come back. That's totally fine. Hit the link in my bio, take the body confidence quiz and figure out what your sticking point is so that you can move forward towards a healthy, balanced, confident relationship with your body. You know, friendships shouldn't be based on just like gossip or drama. Oh my gosh, you'll never believe what they said. Eh, (laughs) Friendships aren't just like an opportunity to complain about something that happened in your life and have someone listen to you. That's not like a friendship. You want to be invested in this person and what their goals are, and what they think, and how they feel, who they are. Get to know them. Do you know your best friend's favorite color? Do you know their favorite food? Do you know what they like? If you had to buy them a present right now, do you know what it would be? Could you think of something meaningful, or funny, or or something that they, you know that they want, that you could get for them? Can you think of something? If not, have a conversation. (laughs) Get to know your friends. Get to know your acquaintances, I should say. I shouldn't even be using that term because if you don't know those things, you're not friends. (laughs) I think people have a lot of acquaintances these days, but very, very few actual friends. But when I am a friend, I am a friend. I invest. I want to celebrate my friends on their birthday. I want to surprise them with little gifts. I want to give them my full time and attention when I'm with them. You know, I want to buy them dinner and I want to, you know, I want to do these things because I I love them. And that is how I am trained to love because that is how God loves me. Okay? That's where I'm getting this template from. 
Hey, it's Rebecca, and I know sometimes living inside a woman's body feels like a lot of pressure because whether you choose to show skin or not show skin, everybody's got an opinion about what it is you're wearing, which is why I made the Showing Skin Workshop. It is a workshop to go through how to think about the types of clothes you wear, how you present yourself to the world, and do that in a way that is rooted in confidence and security and not seeking validation. So if you want more information about what is inside this workshop, go to showingskinworkshop.com, read all about it. You can complete the workshop in one afternoon. It is amazing. Go to showingskinworkshop.com and I will see you there, my friend. But even if you don't believe in God, you can still use the template. It works for me. <laughs> but God is the one filling me up with the joy and the love. So that's why I don't run dry. But doing it under your own, your own uh, strength will end up forcing you to require people to pour back into you. And of course, your friends should do that now and then, but you know, that can't be the source of your of your energy and your love and all of that. So starts with figuring out who are your acquaintances, who are your friends? Do we need to do any pruning? Do we need to do any distancing? And as you start loving your friends better and getting to know your friends better, you will start to notice some toxic patterns in some of these relationships. And then it might be time to set a boundary. Okay. And as the unhealthy relationships fall away, you're going to want to replace them with new friendships and relationships. So what I do, what I did was you have to, you have to find some things about you that you enjoy that you can do in a group setting. Okay. So uh, I go rock climbing. I, you know, you go, go join a rock climbing group. Or when you're at the rock climbing gym, ask somebody to, oh, yeah, you know, that's a really hard route. How did you do that? Whatever. Strike up a conversation about the activity that you're doing. You know, one thing that I love about kids and that we should learn from kids as adults on how to make friends, they just go up to other kids and start talking to them. And if the kid tells them, I don't want to play with you, what does the other kid do? They say, okay, and they walk away. They're, they're like unfazed by rejection. Kids are the best. They're, they're just like, hey, do you want to play cars? No, not really. Okay. And then they walk away and they're like, well, I'm going to play cars. I, I'm going to play by myself then. So the, we need to do that. Like we need to start doing that as adults. Like, hey, do you want to go for a hike? No. Oh, okay. Hey, do you want to hike with me? Oh, Okay. And you know what else they do <laughs> when they don't want to do something anymore? Like, oh, yeah, let's play cars. All right, they're playing cars. They'll stand up. I don't want to play cars anymore. And they'll walk away and start doing something else. I think we need to normalize being more direct and being more um, forward with things. Maybe I should do this. I should challenge myself. The next time I go to Runyon... If I see some girl walking kind of the same pace as me, I should go ask her, hey, 
do you want to walk together? Do you want to hike together? She says no. Totally fine. I'll keep hiking by myself. She says yes. Start talking with her. Get to know her. If I don't like her, if she doesn't seem like my vibe, I'll be like, all right, I'm going to walk by myself now. It was good to meet you. Why not? Okay, little challenge for myself. I'm going to do it to show you that it's possible. And that's what confident people do. You just have to meet people and be okay with them saying no and be okay with you ending up like, oh, I actually don't really like this person. I don't really want to, you know, whatever. And, and that's okay. But if you start going to do things that you enjoy, go to a dance class, go to a pottery class, go out for a walk, ask someone to walk next to you, just do it. Like, like that's how you meet people. And you make comments about something that you're, you know, the activity that you're doing. Oh, that was a really hard class. Oh, yeah. Oh, do you usually come to this class? Oh, this is my first time. Oh, blah, blah, blah. You just meet people and you say, you want to grab a drink? Do you want to go for a hike later? Do you want to do a puzzle? <laughs> oh, if someone asked me to do a puzzle, I would probably say no. <laughs> That's more of like a like a fifth friend date type thing. But one time, like so, <laughs> this is how I met my friend Megan. So I went to so I also go to church, and that's a place that I've met most of my friends. Um, that's that's somewhere that I go, but I'm not just going to like tell you to go to church and meet people if that's not your jam. But we met at this like uh, community group dinner thing. And we talked for maybe 20 minutes. And the next day at church, um, we kind of ran into each other. And we were like, oh, hey, like, aren't you from the other night? Yeah, yeah, okay. She's like, do you want to get coffee? I have somewhere to be in like an hour and I have to stay in this area. But we could just like get coffee and, and talk. So we did that. And it was kind of, it was like, okay, she was nice. This was good. I liked that. And later that week, I was just like, I texted her. I'm like, hey, do you want to come over and make banana bread? <laughs> do you want to come make banana bread with me? I've got all these rotten bananas and I'm going to be making banana bread. And so she did. She came over. It was like a snowstorm back in Minnesota. It was like March, March of 2019. And we made banana bread. And it's just, you know, we've been really close friends ever since. And it's just random. It, you just have to like trust Trust your instincts a little bit. You know, if you, if something, if something is going to make you pick that person, you know, and you'll either find out that you actually really like them or you'll find out, eh, nope, something's, why was I attracted to that person? I don't really know. But you just have to embrace the fact that like it might seem a little awkward to them. It might feel a little awkward for you. But the right person is going to be like, no, yeah, like, let's do it, right? The right person is going to want to do the thing that you ask them to do. And make it a little specific. I think that it's good that I asked her to come over and make banana bread rather than like, you know, hey, let's go grab a drink. Like it's pretty generic. But if you're like, hey, let's go axe throwing. <laughs> if that's something you really love, that's something you really want to do, and they're like, uh, no, I would never do that, then, you know, maybe they're not going to be a friend. But if they're like, hey, I've never done that before, but I'm up for it, like, let's go, then you know they're at least like open to doing new things. So 
you know, making friends as an adult is only awkward and hard when you never want to feel uncomfortable, when you never want to be rejected. (laughs) Because it is awkward to be like, oh, uh, you don't want to be my friend. But you know, what do kids do? They bounce back. They don't care. They're just going to go play with their toy somewhere else. And that's fine. Like, that's the thing. Like, as adults, you get to go play with your toy somewhere else. And and don't spend so much time hung up on, you know, if someone doesn't text you back or if someone didn't want to go do something with you or you feel like, you know, you don't have any friends, whatever. It's about putting yourself out there. And oh my gosh. Okay. So I'll say last year when I moved to LA 2020, I only knew like one person, my roommate. (laughs) And it was my birthday coming up. I had just started going to church out here and I wanted, I had this like um, birthday weekend planned for myself uh, to go away uh, to this hotel in Santa Monica by myself for the weekend. And I was talking with my mom and, and she was like, well, why don't you just invite everyone from your church group to come like hang out with you during the day and like play games or something, play like board games or card games or whatever at the hotel um, for just like a couple hours, see who wants to come. And I'm like, oh my God, that is the most awkward, lame, loser thing to do. Hey guys, do you want to come to my birthday because I don't have any friends? And she was like, well, obviously you don't say it like that, but you just say, hey, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm going to be in Santa Monica at this fancy hotel for the weekend. If anyone wants to come by and like play games, we can order food, we can hang out and chill. Like it would be super fun to celebrate with you guys. And I was just like, oh my gosh. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. Fine. I will do it. And so I did. And uh, I think three or four, three or four people came it was a blast. We had so much fun. I met one of my best friends out here through that, Josh. They brought me like birthday balloons and cards and donuts. And I, I was just blown away by how thoughtful and kind and sweet these people were to someone they literally did not know. All they had known was me on a Zoom call saying, hi, my name is Rebecca. I'm from Minnesota. Like, They didn't know me, but they came out to hang out with me on my birthday in Santa Monica, which is like an hour away or like 30 minutes away. It's not like a close thing. And like in LA, like nobody does that. Nobody does that. But that's the love that God gives us and that we give to other people. So if you show up like that for someone, they're never going to forget it. Like, oh my gosh, if you are the person that says yes to something like that for someone, they're going to love you forever right? Like, they're never going to forget that. It was three people. I remember specifically who it was. Yep. It was Chad, Kate, and Josh. The four of us were there. And it was, it was great. It was fun. So you just got to put yourself out there. You got to invite people to things, even if you're, they're just an acquaintance, you know, try to get to know them more, but invite them to like a fun thing. You know, don't just be like, hey, do you want to come over and hang out? Like what? That's weird. Invite them to go do something specific that you want to do. It's a little bit like dating, you know? It's weird. But it doesn't have to be weird. Okay? You just put yourself out there. Be a really good friend, right? Pay attention to what they're saying. Follow up on things that they said last time. 
do nice things. Go out of your way to like do something thoughtful and specific to them. And if you start doing that for three, six months, you're going to realize it is actually easy to meet people. But it is better to say, I will say, it is better to have no friends than to have bad friends. Bad friends will let you down. Bad friends will make you feel like crap about yourself. Bad friends will compete with you. They will compare themselves to you. They will bring you down. If the people around you are always complaining, if they're always saying, oh, it's not fair, like this person has that and I should have gotten that, and if they're, if they're complaining, no. That's not a person that you want in your inner circle. That's not someone you want in your outer circle. That's not even someone you want to have as an acquaintance. Negative, complaining people, no, can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. Unsubscribe. It is better to have no friends than to have bad friends because they will bring you down. They will waste your energy. They will not lift you up. They will not be there for you the way that you were there for them. And you do not owe anyone your friendship. Just because you've been friends with someone for years doesn't mean you have to keep being their friend. Last story before I end the episode. I was best friends with someone all through childhood and into high school. Best friends. We would hang out all the time, all the time, every weekend, whatever. I started to realize as I grew as a person I was the person making the friendship move forward. I would always be asking her what she's doing, if she wants to hang out, what's going on. She started dating people. She started spending more time with her boyfriend than me. And I was always the one reaching out and asking to hang out. And so I did a little experiment. I was like, I wonder how long it'll be that we see each other if I stop reaching out. You know how long it was? years. It was over a year that I saw her again or heard from her. When I stopped reaching out, I realized this is not a friend. This is not a friend. This is not someone who's equally invested in me like I am in her. No, it's not a friend. And when I did see her, we it was like we bumped into each other and she was like, oh my God, we should hang out sometime. Like, oh yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, text me. She never did. I thought she was my best friend. And now we never speak. She's married. All this stuff. We don't talk. And part of it is because, you know, I'm the type of person, like I said before, I will tell my friends if I think they are on a path that is not good for them. And I did that with her. And with some of her boyfriends who ended up being trash. And every time she was going through a breakup, guess who she would call? Me. And I would, you know, give her advice. I would encourage her. Yep, you can get through this. It'll be all right. You don't need to settle. Like, you're a great, great person, blah, blah, blah. She would always go back to them. And a couple of years ago, she tried to break it off with this guy, told me, you know, all these bad things about, oh, blah, blah, blah. I got to be done, whatever. Okay, yep. You can do it. Gave her the encouragement, whatever, because I had broken off an engagement. And she was like, how did you know that he wasn't the right guy? I'm like, if you're asking yourself that, you already know. You're just afraid to do it. Anyway, 
She tried to break things off with him, got back together. Now they're married. So I'm sure there are a few reasons why, um, you know, we haven't spoken. But I had to realize and and reconcile within myself, this is not a friendship. This is not a friend of mine. She, She was not there for me when I was going through my stuff. She never reached out to me. Uh, even to just like maintain our friendship. So it is okay to let a friendship die if you stop watering it. You can't be the only person watering it. It's not fair. That's not a friendship. It doesn't matter how long it's been going on. There's a there's a sunk cost fallacy that goes, you know, I've already spent so much time and money on this project. So I'm going to continue to spend time and money on the project because it has to work out. I've already spent all this time and money. No, it doesn't have to work out. The amount of effort and time that you've put into something is not an indication of whether or not it's going to work. Especially with relationships. No, it's the amount of time and effort that both people are putting in consistently over time. And if you realize that one person has been riding your coattails has been, you know, kicking it back on the tandem bicycle. They haven't been pedaling back there for 10 years. It is totally okay to be like, I'm getting off this bike. Get off. You're getting off this bike. <laughs> you are dead weight, dead weight. So it is okay. You have my permission. And you don't even have to end the friendship because guess what? It will end on its own. All you have to do is do nothing. So This is Confidently She. I am Rebecca Biggie, and I thank you for listening to this episode. It is Scorpio season, has been for a while, but it is especially my Scorpio season this November time of year. I love it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you laughed. I hope you drank some water, (laughs) and I hope to see you back very soon for another episode. Hey, everybody, it's Rebecca. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And I want to give an extra special thank you to everyone who has left a rating and review of this show over on iTunes. That means so much to me. So I want to extend a very special thank you. And I will see you again in another episode.